everyone. Welcome to Keith and Stephanie's show. I'm Keith. This is Stephanie. And hello. This is our second podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the first. Today we're going to be talking about the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited and uh, we've been there. So we want to bring you guys what is uh, with Kentucky Derby. So what is uh, the topic of today's show? You gave a pretty nice name. Oh, <laughs> getting lucky in Kentucky. <laughs> yes. A look at the race for the roses. Yes. So if you guys were curious about the roses part, we'll tell you more about the traditions when it comes to Kentucky Derby. So it'll be fun. Absolutely. We'll share the history, some interesting facts, and a little few personal stories uh, from ourselves. Speaking of history, so today is actually an interesting date back to the history, May of 10th. So what happened back to the history? Well, going back through history, so it was uh, today, May 10th, in 1924, when J. Edgar Hoover was first uh, introduced to the now FBI at the time was called the Bureau of Investigation. Uh, do you know who J. Edgar Hoover is? Do tell, Dr. History. <laughs> well, uh, most people uh, recognize, uh, associate Hoover, Hoover with his fight with organized crime. The, you know, in the 1930s, you had the mafia, the mob. You know anything about that? I'm not really uh, familiar with their playbook, if that's what you are asking. Well, I should hope not. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch out. Uh, but I was just curious, do you all have organized crime stories in China? Anything well, like that? Well, I'm sure we have, but it's not like we can talk about it openly. And uh, even if we talked about it openly, I don't think I'm in that openly circle, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, I don't really think we have a name, like really famous name for that off the top of my head. I couldn't just come up with one. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really sure about that in China, honestly. So anyway, that's, that's kind of the story with him. He was uh, famous for taking them on, uh, kind of curbed that that violence and stuff. So it was in 1924, he was interested, he was introduced to the Bureau of Investigation, uh, but 10 or so years later, uh, he, he became the first director of the now FBI. And uh, interesting enough, that ties into today's current events. I know, someone is having a pretty rough days lately. <laughs> yes, so the uh, was current FBI director, the seventh since, official since uh, since Edgar Hoover, actually, is uh, James Comey. Uh, I know, he's been taking all the news lately. I mean, the highlight of everything. So what do you think about that? You're, so Stephanie, always, she's always uh, tuned to the, glued to the CNN, uh, or as our president calls it, the fake news. Well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned. I was about to say I don't really want to cite anything linked with CNN in case anyone else called me a fake story. <laughs> well, well, just for the record, so what, what, are, what are they saying? What's the deal with Comey? Well, there are thousands of ways to say what's happening with this person. Well, maybe we should tell them let's see, what actually happened. Well, do you want to hear that. something from the very high official or from the now president, what Mr. Trump said? Right. Well, he, we didn't mention he is, so he was fired. He was let go. So yeah. that's, the, that's the main news item. 
But yes, what does Mr. Trump uh, say exactly? I do have a quote from Mr. Trump. It's actually a very, very brief letter. You have his with... uh, letter, right? Yeah. Yes. So, well, I mean, you guys can find it easily on Google or whatever. So I think it's better for you to read it because, uh, you know, <laughs> as a, you know, more presidential way. I, I don't know if I can uh, capture the presidential with... with <laughs> With my accent here, but uh, <laughs> well, yes, never been a uh, president uh, that graduated from Eastern Kentucky University. I'll say that. Uh, although, oh, you're a major name today. <laughs> this is what's happening right mm, now. Okay, well, here's dear director Comey. I have received the attached letters from the attorney general and deputy attorney general of the United States recommending your dismissal as the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I have accepted their recommendation. You are hereby terminated and removed from office effective immediately. Or as he used to say, you're fired. <laughs> well, I greatly... Is a president supposed to laugh at this point? I think so. Like, I finally used my executive power and you are fired. But he does add, while I greatly appreciate you informing me <coughs> on three separate occasions that I am not under investigation, I nevertheless concur with the just judgment of the Department of Justice that you are not able to effectively lead the Bureau. It is essential that we find new leadership for the FBI that restores public trust and confidence in its vital law enforcement mission. I wish you best of luck in your future endeavors. President Donald J. Trump. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well said, Mr. Trump. Not very happy for someone else, though. Um, so I read it from some news that says that, uh, well, it actually, Mr. Comey doesn't even know about the thing, and he was actually delivering a speech at the other agency or another branch. Well, at this time, the news started to flash, and he said, this must be a prank of some sort. <laughs> uh, so it was really irony because he was giving a speech at that moment, and then later on, an official le letter just arrived to Washington. What do, you, what do you think about that? How would you like to be informed that you've lost your job on TV? Well, it's almost the same feeling that when you got the text from your boyfriend or girlfriend say we're over and you were like, seriously, you can't even face me and say that? And then later on, they sent you, uh, it seems sweet, but it means nothing email and saying, yeah, we are officially over in case you are doubting about the, you know, authenticity of the text message. I don't know if it's the exact same though, because at least that way, even if it's not a formal method of communication at least it is a direct communication this isn't even that he's seeing it on the news so he's seeing it from a third party source it would be more like you overheard you walked by a group of your friends and overheard them talking about how you broke were broken up with i think that's more relevant uh comparison here so how would you feel in that scenario well you already put me on spot here because i literally don't know what to say and honestly if that scenario did happen the first idea popped in my mind is that is it for real? Like, he even, he's not even got the guts to tell me, <laughs> I mean, in yeah. person. I mean, he has to let the whole world know, and I'm going to just <laughs> die out of embarrassment and say, okay, since everyone knows, since everyone knows we broke up before everyone knows we were together together, so I guess it's but, over. <laughs> like, I don't know. But what, what, if, uh, what if the situation was you were trying to avoid your boyfriend, like you were... 
you were trying to avoid a step because you knew it was coming. You were trying to get away. Maybe we don't know. Maybe Trump tried to fire Comey in person, but he couldn't get a hold of him. Maybe Comey knew it was coming. Well, that's an interesting thought. <laughs> I thought I think this is always an interesting web between you know an employer and an employee when they kind of know just that something's off, or they wouldn't just see that day will come. Um, but I mean, we, we, if you have to comparing that to relationship, I suppose this is a way, like if you have to post on your Facebook, say, we are so over and I'll at you That's true. Yeah. and say, since you refuse to see me and I think this is great because we don't even need to see each other That's like true. ever again. It's funny. There's a famous uh, Seinfeld episode where uh, one of the characters, George, he tries to, he knows his girlfriend's about to break up with him, so he just tries to avoid her for, he won't answer his calls and all that. <laughs> that totally wouldn't work in today's society because everyone's all connecting to social media, so he would just, she could just out him. That's a good point. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so getting back to, so what, so what, He's got fired. So what's the storylines exactly? What is CNN saying about the storylines out here? Well, I'm not really a representative from CNN. <laughs> I, I don't want to say something to get me in trouble. I well, mean, yeah, perhaps. It's not so like just, they cannot well, fire me, but they can definitely deport me. What are the news networks saying? I'm just saying. I know what, you know, There's. I think there's a couple ways to look at this right. Like, uh, a lot of people are pointing to, is it proof of the Russian connection? Well, I mean, this is one uh, possibility. They just to say that uh, before Comey got fired and he wanted to ask some information linked with Russia. I mean, this is, <laughs> right. this is always just kind of, kind of weak, you know, when they are talking about this. There are no specific dates or no specific <laughs> yeah. uh, evidence saying that. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, just some touchy, sensitive issues that always just link with one, right. <laughs> lead one person to, you know, step down. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem with the, the Russia case here. I mean, we're all waiting for, okay, where's the, uh, you know, just show us some evidence. Uh, plenty of smoke, but, you know, we just would like to see the fire or know something that actually happened. Uh, but... Um, I think the one thing everybody can agree on with Comey, though, is uh, this guy's kind of just, honestly, I think he just had to get out of that role, right? I mean, the guy's completely incompetent, it seems like. He's, he's been across the board on everything. <laughs> well, he, he's been doing something that is uh, outrageous or been breaking news for days. For example, he actually delivered this unprecedented October surprise last year, which almost directly linked to this great shift of this whole president election situation. Yeah. Well, yeah, he couldn't have screwed up. The whole thing was ridiculous <laughs> from the very beginning. I know, I know, of, but he held us until the last, like, two weeks or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he got a lot of flack for that. Basically, uh, he they find, you know, more uh, Clinton emails right before the election. He goes out and comments on it. And just recently, uh, you know, Miss Clinton, uh, she blames him for the election loss. So, <laughs> of course, you know. I know, uh, it's kind of when you are a people at such a high level and you go back and forth about something that is, has so much stake at hand, it's just a kind of. Exactly. You know, that's. Makes and, people don't believe you, or and, just like, why are you going this? And way? that's the thing. This guy's been all across the board. He he never should have commented on the investigation in the first place with his first mistakes. 
but that, you know, was months before the election. You know, he never should have mentioned that there was one. But once he did, if he'd have just at least shut up then, not brought it up again, <laughs> it might have been okay. <laughs> but the guy just loves the limelight or something. He just clearly just loves to be in the news. You know, he comes out afterwards, holds this big press conference and starts saying all these things that he thought Clinton did wrong. And then at the end says that, but he thinks she's not guilty. So it and of course that enraged the right. And so, yeah, it just doesn't add up. I mean, <laughs> by what you've just said previously, and with more evidence come up, and then you just uh, jump into a conclusion that seems not can be drawn under <laughs> yeah. this circumstance. Just to, like to make yeah. the audience really confused. Absolutely, everybody. I mean, people. He has haters on the right, haters on the left. Like nobody. Uh, the only person that seems to know what the hell he's doing is himself. <laughs> And honestly, I think he'd just love to hear himself talk and to be on TV. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, and even just recently, he when he was giving testimony on the uh, the Clinton emails, he misspoke about the aide, uh, Huma Abedin, and, uh, you know, gave the wrong number of emails. So he's uh, he's just, he's been a complete mess. So honestly, I think he probably did need to go. I just think maybe... Uh, Trump's timing couldn't have been more worse. <laughs> well, because you are numbers man, you just hate that he dealt with the wrong numbers. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, numbers, you got to get your numbers right, folks. Right, yes. You can't be going out and saying, you know, increasing the numbers. It's just, it's not good. <laughs> details, folks, details. But, yeah, right. so that's that. So... Uh, also in the news, what else happened recently? Let's see. Well, some history has been made recently. In France, there will be a new president for them. Ah, yes. Exactly. Do, do you know that president's name? Well, I think it's Macron. Oh, yeah, what about his first name? Um, well, his <laughs> first name is Emmanuel. I might even pronounce it correctly. I mean... Well, I know you should know that name. <laughs> well, I... Here, Fox, this is a reason why he was laughing at me, because I have a student, his name has Emmanuel, but for a very long time, probably half of the semester, I was trying to avoid calling his name because I was struggling with the pronunciation of Emmanuel. Tell the folks how you finally learned it, though. Okay, so... <laughs> his name so, is called... Yeah, I, I know. So we went, to, uh, we went to the church during, I think this uh, on Christmas, mm -hmm. isn't it? So they were started to sing this song, and I'm not religious, so apparently I'm not familiar with any of those songs. And then there is a song, it's, what's the name of the song? It's just Emmanuel or something? Emmanuel. <laughs> Emmanuel, his name is called. His name is called. Yeah, so Emmanuel. they just started to sing the song, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It and was like it was written just to I you know, it's, to it, finally the call from God to tell you how to pronounce your student's name. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Stephanie needed that badly. It's the almost poor student. A, it's almost like listening comprehension for a second language speaker. Like when you God sent listening comprehension. I know. It's like you don't know this word and all you need to do is just to keep listening and trying to remember the that pronunciation. That poor student ignored for an I entire know. semester. Well, not caught on a single time. 
No, I've been trying to call him just a you know yes. using his Chinese name. I'm anyway. avoiding his own first name. Anyway, folks, I, I digress. I'm distracting from the content here. So, what about Mr. Emmanuel? You were telling me before the show that there's apparently was a little bit of controversy, an interesting backstory. Well, it is because is it some kind of affair or something. <laughs> is that what it was? Well, it's it's all really about uh, his relationship or his marriage now, since they've been marrying for like ten years. I mean, wow! I mean, who would have thought that? Uh, it seems that rumor said that um, <clears throat> a lot of fake news said that that he uh, fell in love with his drama teacher when he was fifteen, and it seems that sealed with a kiss that. He kissed his drama teacher, and he said, "I'll marry you no matter what, even if you get old, you're not no longer pretty or something." And no one would really buy it until they were actually getting married. And uh, that teacher at that time was the mother of three. Just got divorced and then married to her former student. Crazy, uh, you know, yeah, that's a little odd. So I, when I first heard this story, I didn't know honestly about the teacher component, and yeah, I was all really he confused. knows is just about the age difference. <laughs> yes. So apparently, it's, they have twenty-four years age difference. And funny thing is, it's roughly this same age difference between you know uh, Donald Trump and mm. his wife. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that that was kind of my point. I didn't understand what the big deal was. It's like, okay, yeah, so what? There's an age difference. This is the 21st century. We, women can date younger men, too. I know. I was <laughs> like, I mean, if it's just a general situation, I wouldn't mind. Or I just think, yeah, cool, you know, how come or why old men get to get <laughs> Young pretty girls all the time. What we can't do uh, that, no, she's you know. Cougar, she'd go for it. Yeah. yeah, of course. So be careful. More power, you know? more power <laughs> to you, sister. <laughs> Especially a young aspiring politician. But no, now that you mentioned, so I didn't realize though, honestly, this this whole aspect of the teacher. Yeah, that that's kind of creepy. I think. That's, I know. I know. I mean, this is a similar how do, thing. How do that, you feel about that? You're a teacher. What if well, one of your I students? Have, I have this. I not to mention about the school policies. I mean, I think for most of the schools, they will be like, "You are not doing this." And let's not talk about school policies because apparently this somehow goes still goes on in French. They they think of they think it's cool or they just don't really mind. For me, I myself as a teacher, I oui, just. Oui. Ah, I can't do this. I mean, no, 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 no. This is something like this. There's we gotta draw a line here, like folks. Like I'm not doing this, and I think it's so weird and it's so unfair. I mean, if there is this possibility of teacher and students, no matter their age difference, and in this story, age difference is just drastic. It's unbelievable. But let's just say, if you are in college, you kind of kind of similar age. But you know, it's just not fair for the students, or for the teachers, or for the other students. Well, we talked about, you know, we mentioned there might maybe being a double standard on age or whatever between men and women. But this, I think, is another glaring double standard the other way. I, I mean, honestly, if if let's ju just imagine for a moment that this scenario unplayed with a male teacher and a female student. I, don't see it going down the same path where they're married years later. I, <laughs> I think it ends pretty badly for the uh, the teacher in question. Well, Am I right? <laughs> well, I just, I mean, 
I can't really say that for sure. I think it also depends on each individual. Apparently, I'll, I'll it say it. For, I'll say it for sure. There's no way this guy doesn't end up in jail if a male teacher tries. Oh yes, to have yes. A this is another thing. When this whole thing, when he was elected as president, and the media find out his this marriage, it is both sweet and romantic, but also because of this, you know, teacher and student situation, a lot of. Paper from different countries. They say this thing would never actually happen in our country without this lady being locked up. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. It's it's a little odd when you mention the teacher component. Like,、uh, it and doesn't was she married before or something? Oh, she married. Yes. Whenever you see the news, they will be like. <laughs> Uh, back then, the 15 years old、uh, Macron, whatever, and met this.、Uh, however, I think it's 40 or something. I, I don't. I wasn't sure about the age. And then there will be a bracket that said married <laughs> teacher. So I think we all agree, at least at the time,、uh, this lady.、Uh, I don't know. I mean. Probably out of bounds what she was doing here. Definitely oh, she's definitely she's、yeah. definitely out of bounds because、uh, his parents was trying to call her or they tried to just tell her to stay away from their son, and they also shipped their son to Paris to you know for further study to trying to avoid this woman. But somehow this woman just cast a romantic spell on her young. <laughs> Clearly. Or a young Macron, <laughs>、yes. or nowadays French president, <laughs>、yes. said, "You gonna come back for me, love?" So what? So it's an interesting aspect, though, to think about is, did was he anyway in the wrong as a student to pursue her? What do you think? I mean, you as a teacher, I say you have to have perspective on that. What well, if one of your students tried to pursue you, even if you weren't interested? Well, I think honestly, this silly thing happens all the time. I'm not saying happens all the time、yeah. to me. No, not like that. But I'm just saying, students—they are so innocent and they are so pure. In a way, well, yeah, vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, they are very vulnerable. At that time, if they see a pretty teacher or handsome teacher, and they go to school, they back, they go back to home, and then they just hang out with their friend. Their world is so simple. So for them, you might just be the sun or the moon in their eyes because they don't really know. Is there、yeah. anyone? Else, you know. I think、uh, Van Halen said it best. The classic song, <laughs>、uh-huh. "Hot for Teacher." Oh, that I played that one for Stephanie. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Somehow I feel so embarrassed right now. I mean, I, I have to say, I don't actually feel like he was in the wrong. The teacher, yes, she probably should not have done what she did, especially then. Maybe years later, but at the time, that's the. But I don't blame the guy. I have to say. Yeah, yeah, I don't really. Students fall for their teachers. It happens. You can't. I think it happens all the time. It's really and especially it, if you had this one right here. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> We need to pass the censorship. <laughs> Now, I, I, my point being that as the adult in this relationship or in this, you know. Crush or something. You as a teacher should have the judgment or the right. You need to make the right call to just either show like kindly indifference to the student or deal with this thing with a more you know purple way instead、sure. of trying to you know send him or her some kind of. Uh, signals and saying, you yeah, know, after you graduated,、yeah. right. we might have a chance, or you know, we'll keep in touch. Wink, wink. No, yeah, I don't think this is a good idea. No, no. I mean, yeah, I, I, 
we'll be interesting to hear what you all think. So, uh, we still haven't set up the social media stuff. So we'll get on that. Maybe when we get that next week, we'll post it and, uh, Maybe you can hit us up. Let us know your thoughts on this, stuff from last week, whatever we're doing next week. Yes, sure, We want to hear sure. from you. Absolutely. And uh, if you are a teacher or you are a student <laughs> who is having something with your teacher, you can also just, uh, you know, PM us. So it'll be fine as a teacher. So I think I can share some stories with you guys if possible. Oh, that'd be great. Yes, juicy stories. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. no. All right. We're not doing Scandalous. that. Scandalous. <laughs> uh, especially if you're the next Well, politician. I don't really want to have a some email scandal, if you know mm. what I mean. Right, yes. So <laughs> <laughs> no one needs that. All right. So that's a little interesting look at the current events. Let's uh let's talk about the Derby, shall we? Yeah, sure, exactly. We're just trying to, you know, just spice up our show and just get more elements involved. But really what we are focusing today is the Derby. Derby is something that I never experienced before and I thought I knew a little bit of Western culture in general. But then when I arrived here I find out Oh, this is a totally new thing for me. Like, I never experienced that. Yeah, so the, the Derby, it's, it's worldwide, actually. I mean, this isn't something that's just... Uh, it takes place here in Kentucky, and we all follow it very closely uh, because it's so close to home. But this is... People from all over the world actually travel. I know, I know. It's a, it's a great... It's a huge thing. Huge, huge thing. <laughs> huge, yeah. It's the uh, biggest horse race in the world. I know. Really? So, so where is it being held? So it's held in Louisville, Kentucky. Yes, and uh, it will That's always held in May. So in May, this is a big thing. Uh, it's usually the first Saturday in May. That's right. Yes. So it will be keeping with a two-week-long Kentucky Derby Festival. And this race is something that the whole world has been, you know, looking forward to, particularly those, uh, you know, horse fans. They love them. That's right. So it's uh, for the three-year-old feral breads, and it's a distance of one and a quarter miles, located at the famous Churchill Downs. Wait, wait a minute. Did you just say for three-year-old horse? Yes. I was thinking what I was doing when I was three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, were you making the history? Well, I, I, I guess. Were you I... running foot races? <laughs> Well, I guess I You're was... You're pretty long, you know. <laughs> I you guess I'm those... maybe rice, r racing with my other babies or other she's, baby so friends. So you can't see her, but she's a pretty tall, <laughs> athletic girl. I could see her getting quite a quite a leg up on some people. Well... I'm sure I... she wasn't that tall at three years old, but maybe she was <laughs> well, still bigger. Well, I was bigger a toddler than... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, this this... Derby is called the most exciting two minutes in sports, and I can't believe they are all just accomplished by a bunch of three-year-old horses. You know, I, I don't know if I was three years old or what, what uh, age I was exactly, but actually I was in a race when I was very young. I won a tricycle race. Wow. First place. Wow, yeah. hear that. Was that the most <laughs> two exciting you. two minutes? 
or uh, <laughs> ten minutes? Uh, well, there, there might have been more exciting two minutes since, but yeah, it was a... <laughs> it was a lovely memory. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well... <laughs> Let, let's keep, you know, let's keep this show right, on track right. here, though. Okay. You know, let's not get... Yeah, we are, like, pushing 30, and <laughs> I don't, still don't see that happening, yeah. Saturday. Um... Anyway, so uh, this derby thing is so like just so you know, just as you said that a lot of people are watching it and with a lot of uh, participants as well. So the attendance at the Kentucky Derby ranks first in North America and usually surpasses the attendance of all the other stakes races. That, that's right. And yeah, it is just amazing. I mean, yeah, and did you know? You know, so uh, the infield. Inside mm -hmm. of where the horses actually race the track, uh, the infield is known as the place where the party takes place uh, at the Derby. And did you know that there's usually over uh, 80,000 people that attend inside of the infield there? Really? Is that where people all dressed up and flash their clothes in that infield? <laughs> That's well, uh, uh, actually, that, That's some, kind of crowded. Yes. Some people are dressed up, but it, the infield's a little wilder. Some people okay. are just uh, non dressed. You know, yeah, this is not Millionaire's Row here. So, uh, <laughs> but actually, with eighty thousand, that would make it. If you took the infield as being a city in Kentucky, it would be the you know, it'd be the third largest baton behind Lexington and Louisville. Really? Yes. It was that big? It's packed. But yes. it was uh, in Louisville. So Louisville yeah. is pretty big. <laughs> so Louisville's pretty big. Oh, yeah. When the Derby's going in, like I mentioned, folks, there's people from all over. And so, like I said, you have the infield where the party is. That's like your general admission. Uh, people like... Uh, like myself, I've been there. Uh, now, on the You're other just hand, bragging, isn't it? <laughs> we, we were supposed People to go. Like you, we, high class. We were supposed to go this year, but that's another story. But now the the celebrities and stuff, though, they they get the box seats. They're up there watching right. from the stands, and there's what's known as Millionaires Row. So uh, you have a lot of celebrities, major, huge sports athletes. Of course, all the Kentucky players come back. And uh, they do full nonstop coverage the day of the Derby. They yeah, yeah, go around it's interviewing crazy. all these I mean, people, um, and everybody's got the fancy hats. The, I know, the, I know. The women. That is. Uh, speaking of the hats, um, some men. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the hats, we went to the mall the other day, and I finally got a hat for my own. And this one is not very happy about the, <clears throat> the decorations the on, on the yeah. hat. Yeah. Well, yeah, then why don't you tell them uh, what it says there? Well, what's that there? Do you remember? I, I, I do remember. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I really just want to get a nice hat that can cover just sure. the you know, wide ring. I just love this. It's yeah, tell them what it says. Hello, boys. Hello, boys, yes. Yes. Open and available. That's what <laughs> no, she's trying to send No, I'm not saying that. I'm just, you know, being like. nice. Hello. Look, why, why don't you Hi. folks weigh in? Yeah, once we get there, we'll get. I'll get the Twitter folks posted. We'll get that set <laughs> oh. up. We'll put it in the the links afterwards. Let's see how many ladies would go for a hat set. Hello, boys. At Keith Stephanie Show. I don't think that'll be taken yet. Well, let's get that set. Up. <laughs> and get yeah. a, so get the intern on that right now. Oh, before yeah, somebody yeah. makes makes one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I want to hear from what you all think. Is she not a little out of line here? Come on, you don't. You don't <laughs> just do that when you're in a relationship, right? Come on. Well, I mean, he's super sweet because we eventually bought the hat. So. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> what, what did you think of all the, the fancy derby hats? So I'm curious. I'm curious what the Chinese. Well, I mean, I this. love it. I mean, honestly, my first impression about hat is actually not come from derby. It's come from those Brits. Like, because whenever there is an occasion, oh, whenever there is an occasion, wedding or big ceremony or festival or national something parade, they will wear those fancy hats. When I was in when I was in the UK, I wanted to buy one. They are so expensive. They are so expensive. I'm not kidding you. I mean, some just some hat. They look so plain. It's so expensive. And honestly, I don't really think I have an occasion to actually wearing that. Of course, back then I didn't know I will wind up in Kentucky. But it seems that I should have get one. So I would have、mm. had one when I'm here.、Uh, whenever I go to Kingland. So Kingland is a place that、uh, we have horse shows there, and we have. Horse sales there, so it's、That's, pretty. Yes,、yeah, cool. it's in Lexington. It's another race track, just like like Churchill Downs. You know, throughout the year, it's used, like she mentioned, they do. Yeah,、That's、yeah,、so、I I just love that part. It's so beautiful, and it's just a、uh, when you drive through, it just feels absolutely like those、uh, oil painting. Yeah, yeah, speaking speaking of Kingland, we actually had a very uh, productive uh, time at Kingland. Do you remember the last time we went last year? You mean the fast time? Yes, yes. Oh yes, that made the cover of our show, isn't it? That's where our photos. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yes, buddy. Oh, you're we talking are, about. Oh, yes. Are, of course, this numbers, man. Gosh, <laughs> all I remember is really guys' pictures. Yeah, I love taking pictures, and all he remembers is really just numbers. The green, the yes, number. Yeah, I know. We we are.、Uh, that's most successful day at the tracks was with this. Well,、one. with who?、Uh, with this one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so,、uh, I you know we joke. She's my lucky charm. Well, it's, it's not a joke. It's true. It's it's kind of funny. I mean, ever since、uh, he started to date me, it just、uh, is this lucky thing. It's just、uh, running around like everywhere. And、But、you know what, guys? I, I, you can't really see this man here. And I think comparing to his old photos, he is you know older than the. Previous old him, but he looks、oh, yes. more handsome. Right. Oh, but <laughs> she's trying. Yeah, don't be buttering me up now. No, I'm not <laughs> saying that. The folks at home don't、he、care about that. He looks more charming. Really. But honestly, I was on a heater like no ever that day. We were just we we won. I think something on every race I placed on that day. But which parlays a betting term, <laughs> which transitions to a current story about the Derby because wow. I really wish we had went. We had the chance to make, and they're not going to believe this, but a lot of money. So、uh, let me just explain to you all, folks. Every year at the Derby, there's a lot of、uh, bets that get placed. I mean, yeah, I mean, for someone like me, like I don't even know how to do the bets. Hundreds、uh, of thousands of dollars gets gets bet. Oh,、know? this person get excited when、yes. they come. <laughs> But anyway, I always like to just throw in a few just for fun, you know. And so we were discussing it, just sitting around at the, you know, because we didn't get to go. We were watching on TV, and beforehand, I just like I had Stephanie. I was like, okay, pick us one out.、Uh, and actually, so I I was like, how to pick? Do I just choose a like random number or something? So he told me there are odds. You can look at the odds, and then you can just go for the name. See whichever、mm-hmm. that takes your fancy.、Uh, so I was going through the names.、Mm, 
I like the name Look at Lee because Lee is my mom's family name. Well, you didn't even mention that one to me. I know. <laughs> Wait, I mentioned it afterwards, remember? Because you, you bet on Look at Lee oh, right, yeah. afterwards, mm -hmm. and then I mentioned that. That's okay. but, but then I was like, no, I need to look at the odds. And uh, then I just really like the name Always Dreaming. I think it has a nice ring of it. I just, I just yes. love it. So I just told him I would like this one. And guess, if case you guys don't know, guess who won the Derby this year? <laughs> well, always dreaming. Always dreaming. Always dreaming. Uh, it, furthermore, the next three horses that came in were all ones that I liked. As I, I looked at, you know, looking at Lee, uh -huh. as she mentioned, I, I talked to, so I placed a few bets on my phone, what I was able to. Uh, <laughs> and I liked looking at Lee because he was a mutter. You know what they say a, a mutter is? No. This I'm is a, ho a horse that likes to run on a sloppy track. <laughs> and it had been raining that oh, day. Oh, yes, yes. No, it was really so muddy that day. His odds were a little bit higher. It was like 20 to 1 odds. But so it was it would have paid out if it came in. And but you know I thought you know with the slot. Yeah, that's actually the reason why I was not really you know stuck up to it because uh, I look at the odds a little bit high. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know because of the mud thing, I was like I like that one. And then Classic Empire, who also was supposed to run well in the sloppy track, and he was a favorite. So he was probably if I had to pick one to win, he pro that's probably who I would have picked. Mm -hmm. uh, I would have been wrong. Uh, I like this name. I remember this name as well. But then the the other horse that stuck out to me, just for the name alone, uh, always pick one based on name, was Battle of Midway. <laughs> Mostly just because this year's did name... Do you pick me because of my name? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't spoil all my secrets. Oh, now. no. Okay. No. Uh, honestly, though, this, this year's set of names really kind of boring for the most part. So I just like Battle of Midway, you know, Battle and Midway is a town here in Kentucky. So I thought, yeah, that's nice. So uh, the interesting part is the uh, the final race outcome. Mm -hmm. Look at who the top four horses were. Uh, number one, as I mentioned, Always Dreaming, wow. followed by Looking at Lee, which I won on both of those <laughs> because of this one. Uh, and then the third one, though, huge underdog at 50 to 1 odds. So this means he had a very poor chance of, of placing or showing uh, Battle of Midway. Um, I wish I'd placed that bet. I was trying to like throw in a few bets quickly before doing this. Had I had more time, I probably would have won on that one. I probably would have won a decent amount. But but I'm feeling good. We won very good off the first two. So, But then in fourth was Classic Empire. Now, th this, folks, is where it, where it gets interesting. So I have to be a little bit uh, <laughs> geeky here and explain to the folks how the betting works. Right. So for those of y'all that don't know anything, this is going to be your quick reference onto horse betting. There's So you can bet on a horse to win, and that means they have to come in first place. Mm -hmm. You can bet on them to show. No, place. Yes, yes, place. And that means they can come in first or second. Yes. Show first, second, or third. So a lot of times, you know, I'll just place those bets. But also, if you want to get fancy, you can bet what's called the tri or the exacta or the trifecta or the superfecta. So the exacta, it means you pick the first and second in the order that they come in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it would be you have to pick always dreaming first, then looking at Lee second. Mm -hmm. uh, a trifecta, you pick the top three in the order, first, second, third. And a superfecta, which is the biggest payout of them all, uh -huh. is you pick 
the top four in the order that came in. But what you can do is you can, uh, you can do what's called boxing your bet. So if you box your bet, uh, basically you can buy every possible combination that the horses can come in. What does that mean? Can you elaborate? Absolutely. So, uh, so when you do a $2 bet, ordinarily when you bet the superfecta or the exact or the trifecta, you have to pick each of those horses in the exact order. Mm -hmm. If you box it, it means you pay uh, for every single possible combination. So for with four horses, there's 12 combinations. So that $2 ticket would cost $24. Right. Yeah, I can do this, man. Right. I'm not going to ask you about <laughs> possibilities. <laughs> so, so, you, so then you have, if your horses come in in any order, you win, as long as you pick the right four horses. Well, we should totally do that. Uh, yeah, we should have. Uh, of course, you can only do that if you're actually at a spot that'll take uh, bets. So, oh, yeah, um, you can't already do that online. I, I, I don't think so. At least I didn't know how to do it, so uh, I did not try to do that. And I, I don't know if I would have thought to, to pick those four, but those were my four horses. Uh, and the interesting thing is, why don't you uh, let them know how much that, that paid out, that that well, super affected this year. Well, I mean, it. I don't even know how to say this number. This is like a very long number. <laughs> so if you hit the super affected this year because of the the long uh, odds of some of the a couple of the horses that made it, you would win seventy six thousand dollars basically off a one dollar ticket. Wow! So double that if you've done a two dollar ticket. Well, I. <laughs> Well, I don't need to work, basically. <laughs> yes. I can just start to talk to you guys all the time. Well. <laughs> talk something about my Kim Kardashian style of life. So you can imagine, <laughs> I was a little torn up when I realized that those were basically the four horses we liked out of all the entire field. Why didn't we have a super effective bet? <laughs> Why were we not at Churchill Downs? Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, who, who, who's, who's, no, who's to say? So, uh, But that was our interesting story with this year's Derby and yeah. the ridiculous luck that, that this one has brought me. So we have to start placing more bets. Next year, though, we'll, we'll do this show before the Derby if we're doing this next year. So that maybe oh, you we can could know. Yeah, I mean that that's totally exciting. <laughs> maybe we can that win would be all the, of our the most know. exciting slash boring one hour before the Derby. <laughs> well, it won't be so boring if we give out all the correct picks. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope no. If you give away, I mean, people started buying. I mean, our <laughs> slots will be, you know, just just for fewer. our fans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that definitely for you yeah, guys always. Absolutely. Um, there's something that I really love about Derby. That is, when they won, they have this roses that they will be given to the winner. That is the reason why we call the, the name of our show, Getting Lucky in Kentucky. And what's the second line? A look at the run for the roses. So why we call that look the run for the roses then? Uh, because the the lush blanket of 554 red roses that are awarded to the Kentucky Derby winner each year. I have to admit, I looked that number up, folks. I don't have that memorized. <sighs> I have to say, I'm really envy of that horse. I mean, I haven't I haven't received the 554 this, some sort of roses. Is this roses. some kind of indictment right yes, now? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I should have never told this one about the Derby. I'm, well, you can tell me about derbies. Uh, you don't mention anything about the 
Winner will get so many roses. I mean, I love roses. Who yes. could say no to roses? Mm. Come yes. on. The so the governor of Kentucky, he awards the garland to the horse and gives them the trophy. Yeah, when we were watching the derby on telly, we saw that the horse and that guy, the jockey, uh, they were, you know, parading kind of like oh, after yeah. the match. And they have this big, beautiful rose lay around their neck and just so gorgeous. It's an honor, it's parade, but it's also so beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I've actually uh, been to the Derby once. Mm -hmm. uh, this was a couple years ago. It was the Derby 141. And uh, interesting enough, the horse that won the Derby that year ended up being the first to win the Triple Crown in you know many, many years. Whoa, yeah. Triple Crown? Yes, so the Triple Crown is when a horse wins all three of the premier horse races. Uh -huh. uh, with the Derby, of course, being the first and the biggest. We also have the Preakness and the Belmont. Belmont. Wait, th does that mean we still have a chance to win? <laughs> if we bet one? <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's, that's really something I really care about. Uh, yes, but I <laughs> highly doubt we'll have the same luck that we did on this one. Oh, we can. On. <laughs> I think I, we could at least do that. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we can certainly do that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I, I was there a few years ago to witness history with uh, American Pharaoh, mm -hmm. a horse that won the Derby that became the first Triple Count winner in years. Huge wow. drought before that. Is there uh, a huge uh, rose lay? Uh, yes, well, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was, it was a fun experience. It's definitely, if you're going, that's the place to be in, unless you're like an ultra millionaire, then fine, you know, you can hang out with the celebrities, but. Since you were on the scene, I was wondering, like, what people are wearing for such a horse show? I, I know you mentioned about in those fields where people dress up. I think it's so fancy from the camera to see, I mean, the ladies are dressed up in those pretty little dresses and the gentlemen are all suit and tie. So as a person who has been there, I was wondering, is this really as glamorous <laughs> as all the, uh, you know, the shows? No, no, it is not. If you're inside, uh, yes, there's lots of people dressed up, but it's also insanely hot. So you have a lot of sweating. You have uh, oh, <laughs> why are you saying this? You were totally wrong my every, you know, imagination towards but, the beautiful it, it, in all fairness it depends on the year though this year it would not have been that hot it was you know rather it was a nice it ended up being a pretty nice day but mm -hmm. earlier it was rainy and it kept it cool so it was probably nice but yes when I was there in a lot of years this time of around this time of year the weather's pretty hot there so uh, and inside the field you have people dressed up you also have a little bit of everything some people are wearing hardly any clothes at all running around <laughs> what, 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 really, you scared me. Is there also places for naturalists? No, <laughs> no nudists. Uh, that, uh, or maybe there is, but they'll get uh, deported, taken out of there. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of people that have been drinking all day, so a lot of shenanigans take place, and a lot of long lines at the the facilities. Well, well, well. <laughs> yes, uh, but it, it's a fun time, and the traffic getting out of there is a nightmare, but uh, definitely recommend it if you can find a way into Louisville for the Derby, and if you can manage to get a hotel room, which is insane at the time, uh, you should you should do it. Yeah. Or if you live around here, yeah, definitely go check it out. I mean, uh, 
really just yesterday I was making phone calls trying to book hotels for our next years for this year, but at fall uh, for a conference. Uh, and most of the hotels were booked up because during that time of the year there will be horse racing going on. So all the hotels have been booked up, and that was it, the meeting is scheduled in October this year. Yes. I mean it's already booked up, so it's really crazy. And sometimes wedding also goes on during that time of the year because you know the weather is nice. And、uh, people just like to go out a little bit. Yes, yes. So, so yeah, get your hotels booked.、Uh, but yeah, so as I mentioned, American Pharaoh, he was the horse winner a couple years ago,、um, and he, so he's been doing well. And、uh, especially after winning the Derby, he's been bringing in a lot of those stud fees.、Uh, do you know what that is, Miss Stephanie? This. <laughs> so, especially American Pharaoh, because he was a triple crown winner. So、uh-huh. he won all the three big races. So、uh, he his owners are getting a lot of stud fees,、uh, and so what that means is、uh, this is fees that are paid for other owners to breed their horse. <laughs> Right. With the winner, right? Everybody wants to try to get that prize-winning horse. <laughs> so this guy's got it made. He goes into retirement, and、uh, <laughs> oh my God, how of a retirement! I mean, <laughs> just, just I don't know whether that's a retirement or more labor. How many how many、uh, mares do you think American Pharaoh has、Ooh. made her with? I don't even want to talk about this.、Nothing. Do you think it's、uh, over twenty? Fifty, a hundred, how many years are we talking about? Well, this was just a couple years ago that he wants twenty to thirty. Higher, fifty、uh, to seventy. Go higher. You are not saying <laughs> we are hitting three digits. We have over a hundred horses. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> He's、oh、brought. God. He has brought in over twenty million dollars in stud fees. Goodness. Yes. This is unbelievable. I mean, it never occurs to me.、Uh, I did read some books about horse because ever since I come here, I realize horse is a big, big thing in Lexington or in Kentucky, apart from basketball. Yes. yes. <laughs>、uh, some books they have those、uh, histories about the horse and also family trees about the horse and how many prizes it won. And how many times they've been shown? That's right. A so, lot of things,、yeah. very detailed. If you see,、so、if you have a prize-winning horse like that, there's a lot, a lot of money to be made. Where、uh, can we get a horse? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm such a greedy woman, isn't it? In this episode, it's like well, maybe if we put up a、uh, GoFundMe page to get the the listeners, maybe the <laughs> the Keith and Stephanie show horse. Oh my、uh, god! But yeah, so American Pharaoh was making two hundred thousand per sultry. Session. <laughs> Can you believe that? Two hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> Now there's one horse actually that has a B currently. Can you guess what the what horse that is? Why are you keep asking me to you know answer <laughs>、well, these questions? Let me just say you can't make this stuff up, folks.、Uh, the name of the one horse that、uh, gets higher stud fees right now is、uh, Tappet. Tappet. Tap Tappet. Why、well, it sounds like rabbit? Baby. <laughs> Very. I don't know why I said very, that. Very, very appropriately named. So he's drawing a price of three hundred thousand per session. Crazy. 
So that's like these, I mean these race horses. I know they really haven't made right. I know this is uh, crazy. This is crazy. I, I mean, mean mind not, blowing. Absolutely, I can't even fight my jaw. Not to mention the attention and care you know these prize winning horses get. They. They get. I was just watching a video the other day. They they give them a luxury spa treatment. There's a company that actually they, they bring in these spas. They put the horse in. They heat the water, and it's, <laughs> it's supposed to be okay. therapeutic. Uh, and, it sounds uh, very therapeutic. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it. I have to say, it sounds pretty nice. Would you Would you enjoy the life of a of well, a racehorse? Well, not so much about afterwards. The retirement sounds not. Much <laughs> like a retirement, if you know what I mean. Like, you, you don't, you don't think that sounds nice? I don't know. It sounds okay. Oh, it sounds okay to you. <laughs> it sounds right? okay to me. Oh. <laughs> well, you should move to Saudi Arabia. I heard the man there can marry seven women. Oh, oh. I, I don't need, I don't need seven. Yes, you do. It seems no. like that. I'm not the one wearing a hat. Says hello, boys. Oh, okay. Why are you bringing so, <laughs> so I don't want to hear it. I don't need a hat like that. I got the one I want here. So, oh, that's uh, sweet. but so it brings up a point, important point though. What, do these horses have it made? You know, I think they've got. I think they love it. You know, the life in the spotlight, two minutes of fame and running in the Derby. Uh, but there are people out there who aren't so hot on it. Can you believe that? I can believe that because honestly, I think all of this fame and the story is human created for that that glory is not for horses they kind of on one thing they are reaching their potentials and they are being trained and well uh, i think there's two ways to look at it yes uh -huh. i think some people see it that way mm -hmm. uh but i think that's going against the fact that you know horses are creatures with personalities too uh, and I think in some ways they have a point. Maybe some of these horses don't want to do this, but honestly, the ones that are the most competitive and get there, they have to have that burning desire, that athletic will to compete. You know, it's just like uh, trained uh, dogs that do service dogs and stuff. You know, you can tell that those dogs get a real, like, sense of accomplishment, that they're really doing something with that. And I think with a lot of these racehorses, it's the same way. So, I, you know, I really think uh, um, now there are some owners and stuff that probably don't treat them correctly. But I think for the most part, I think it's pretty positive uh, for a lot of them. But, you know, the detractors will bring up cases where, you know, occasionally, uh, you know, horses have gotten hurt in the while racing. And you ever heard of that? Mm, I feel sad about those horses that got hurt. I mean, it is a cruel game, after all. It brought a lot of publicity and those spotlights and fame and everything. But for everyday training, it's cruel. It's simple. Well, it's exhausting. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's cruel. It could be cruel. I think it depends on the trainer and the owner and how, mm -hmm. they, how they do it. Certainly, it could be cruel, but... Um, it's definitely exhausting though, you know, definitely going to put them through it to try and, you know, <laughs> to be a winner, you know, that you have to put in the time. Uh, but one famous example, of course, is there was a horse called Barbaro, uh, it was an American feral bred, and he decisively won the 2006 Derby, but then shattered his legs two weeks later in the Aww. Preakness. Yeah. Uh, it ended his racing career and, uh, you know, eventually, uh, they had to put him down, um, because they tried to heal them and it just didn't didn't work out 
issues kept happening and then, you know, eventually. So, uh, so that's a very sad story. Uh, and of course the detractors will bring up stories like that. Um, but you know, there, there's always going to be, there's stories in athletes, you know, human athletes too, as well. You know, that occasionally you have a sad story. Anytime you're competing, you know, you'll get hurt, but they should definitely do. I think, you know, everything they can to make it safer for these athletes and these horses in this case. I'm so sorry that horse has to be put down, but I guess sometimes you just don't got much options. That's true. So is there any horse racing in China? There is some, but I mean, horse racing in China is not commonly seen because you need place, you know, you need place to make it happen. Horse racing is really something that more popular in Hong Kong in general. So in Hong Kong, there are those uh, festivals or something like Derby, but of course not as grand as Derby, but they have this relatively long racing horse histories and how they would organize those uh, horse racing events like what we've seen in Derby. Oh, well, that's great. Well, this, folks, has been a look at the Kentucky Derby. And we hope you enjoyed it, and we'd like to hear your suggestions. So uh, hit us up. Let us know what you want to hear for upcoming weeks. Give us suggestions on topics. Let me know what, what you think. Yes, so this is our second show, and we talked about some current affairs. And then Kentucky Derby is something huge happened in this week, and we want to share with you guys. All right, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.